Welcome to Guarding Your Nest Egg Podcast. Remember a year ago when you had to scramble to find things like hand sanitizer? <laughs> Toilet paper. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. that too. But USA Today <laughs> is saying that now there's too much sanitizer on the market, so retailers are using discounts and giveaways to get rid of it. But the oh, next boy. shortage is here, though, my friend. Yes. It appears to be ketchup packets because more people are taking their food to go and have been for some time. So you got to keep the ketchup at home. What is the world going to do? I, I mean, don't know. We run into a, uh, and that's not the kind of thing you can, uh, I guess you could hoard it. Are people going to start hoarding ketchup now? <laughs> they were hoarding toilet paper. Well, the restaurants might be hoarding it. You know, you used to just grab a handful. They may partition that out a little bit. Well, it used to be you reached in there, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, pre-COVID, you'd reach in there and grab as many ketchups as you wanted and, and go on your way. And uh, I guess now they'll just kind of hand you. Yes, it just, just depends yeah. on if they're filling the shortage or rationing not. ketchup packets. All but, right. you know, it is a time of year for growth, happiness and new beginnings because spring has sprung. Ooh, it's spring. <laughs> Finally, it's springtime again. I love when the sun comes out. Oh, my gosh, I do, too. And many of us are going to begin to tackle some spring cleaning at home. I am overdue for that. Mm-hmm. Even though during all this time at home, we all thought that we would get everything organized and cleaned. I don't think most of us did. So now's the time. But there might be other areas in our life that need some TLC as well. Mike, if we were to spring clean our financial life, let's say, what kind of steps would that involve? Well, I mean, several things come to mind for me. I mean, we work specifically with individuals that are either retired or pretty close to it. So depending on your age group, it's going to be a little bit different. But for the individuals that we work with, first thing that comes to mind is going to be old 401ks, right? Okay. Uh, we, we refer to them as orphaned 401ks. It's a job you had you know, way back when, and there was a 401k at that company, and you made contributions to it, and it's just sort of out there. And nobody's looking after it. It's invested however you left it when it was there. There are no changes being made. So you know, we want to look at those old 401ks and make sure that we go back, take a look at them, probably try to consolidate those. Um, a lot of times we're working with individuals that do have those old 401k accounts. And, and frankly, it's frustrating to have to log into several different places and try to get that account value and understand what's going on. And a lot of people will ask us, hey, listen, uh, would you be able to consolidate these old 401ks into one account for us so that we don't have to do that? The answer is yes. I mean, in a lot of ways, that's spring cleaning, cleaning okay. that up and making sure not only is it easy to find, but also it's being effectively managed for you. Another one that comes to mind is cleaning out or being aware of uh, target date funds in your retirement accounts. You know, Kristen, on this show, we're not big fans of target date funds because mm-hmm. target date funds only care about a date, and that's not necessarily very efficient. They don't care about things like the economy. They don't care about things like what we're dealing with, with you know, stimulus packages and potential inflation and you know, markets going up, going down. Uh, essentially, they just get more conservative the closer and closer you get to that target date. So these would be things like the 2025 fund in your retirement account or the 2030 or the 2035 in your account. These aren't actively managed. And the closer you get to that date, like I said, they get more conservative, which typically means they move more into bond accounts or bond funds. And the problem with bond funds is if interest rates go up or as interest rates go up, they pretty much have to at this point in time those bond funds aren't likely to do well. So you're basically forced into an investment that isn't likely to do well because of the way those target date funds work. So you want to make sure you take a close look at your retirement accounts or investment accounts and find out if you have those target date funds. And again, we help people every week find alternatives to those target date funds. Another thing that I would look at is just money on the sidelines, cash. 
We're getting a lot of questions these days with regards to inflation and Mm -hmm. worries about all of the spending and how is that going to affect me personally? And what if we get inflation? We may very well get it. There's you know, a lot of reasons that we could. There's a lot of reasons why we may not. We're going to have to keep an eye on that. But if you're really afraid of inflation, cash is probably the worst place to be because that's Hmm. where you're you're impacted probably the most severely when it comes to inflation. Because as things cost more moving forward, your cash is still worth the same. And so you're not doing anything to combat inflation. So I'd say cash on the sidelines is, is an issue. And then Lastly, just take some time as, again, spring has sprung, like you said, certainly spring cleaning, but take a look at your portfolio. Take the time to understand your investments. It's not something that, that's comfortable for most people. Right. Uh, it's not something that's exciting for most people, but it is important. And if you're going to take the time to take a look at things and just be more active in your your future when it comes to financially, um, take a close look at your portfolio. Take the time to understand what it's likely to do moving forward if things continue to do well in this economy, but also understand what's likely to happen if things don't do well. And if you have a plan, and it's a good plan, you have a plan in place, it's going to be very, very helpful with your investments in your portfolio. And, and frankly, Christian, we meet people all the time that aren't interested in doing that for themselves. And they're asking us to do it mm-hmm. for them. When we invite you to listen to the show, we're not just inviting you to listen passively and, and move on. We want you to interact with us at guardingyournestegg.com by setting up a complete financial plan or calling or sending us an email. And we recently had a question from a gentleman whose top concern is that his wife needs a financial plan for when he's no longer here. I instantly think the world of this man because it's the Mm -hmm. most loving thing he could do for his wife. Here's their story, as I understand it. They've never even spoken with a financial advisor. He's 70 and the breadwinner throughout their marriage. At 66, she is proudly the homemaker. And they have about $900,000 in their portfolio. Mike, I know you've not actually sat down with this couple. I don't know any other details than that. But where would Mm -hmm. you start with them? Well, first of all, I'd say... This particular couple, not these two, but I've literally met with these people hundreds of times. In this type of scenario? In this type of a scenario. Very, very common. You know, sometimes the money is a little bit different, but in a marriage, you assume roles. And many, many times you'll find the husband assumed role. Sometimes it's completely opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, the wife assumed the role of financial part. But in this case, yeah. So the conversation typically goes a lot like this. Husband and wife come in. They're explaining their situation. And unfortunately, because the roles were assumed, you know, she was homemaker. In this case, he was the earner. Mm-hmm. She didn't take part in a lot of the financial transactions, right? He just did it. And he's realizing that technically, you know, men don't live as long as women, you know, typically. Mm-hmm. And that he's probably going to pass away before she does. And then right. suddenly she's in a situation where all the financial arrangements and investments and how investments work all falls on her, well, she hasn't had any experience with that, right? And Mm -hmm. he can't go back in time and create a situation to sort of get her up to speed on everything, or he could, but maybe they just don't want to. And so I wind up having this conversation and we're sitting down and, and the husband says to me, hey, listen, I've been taking care of this for our entire life. I'm concerned that if something happens to me, there won't be anybody there to help her with this. I feel comfortable doing it on my own, but I think it's time to hire a financial advisor. I think it's time to hire a fiduciary. Even though I know I could do it by myself, I want to start a relationship with someone that I can trust, 
just in case something happens to me. So, Mike, I've been listening to your radio program for a long time now, and you know, I thought it was time to have the conversation. Literally hundreds of times hmm. I've had that meeting. And by the way, I love it. It's one of my favorite things. I get the opportunity, first of all, to do an analysis of the current portfolio, but also I insist typically that Mr. and Mrs. Jones are there. Because if she hasn't been involved thus far, it's time That's to right. just have a basic awareness at least. And a lot of times Mrs. Jones doesn't want to be there, right? But I don't want something to happen to Mr. Jones. And then suddenly she's talking to me for the first time ever. And she doesn't you know? know you and doesn't and feel doesn't comfortable with you. you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I want there to be at least a little bit of a relationship. And so what happens is I get the opportunity to, to walk both of them through our financial planning process, walk both of them through the analysis. We get the opportunity to find out whether or not you know we can provide any value. And there's the numbers part of it, which is the analysis and, and returns on investment, net of fees, and the amount of risk that you're taking. But there's also the personal part of it. And if at the end of it's not just one conversation, Kristen, you know, there's usually the initial sort of get to know you conversation where I get some information about the investments and we do analysis. Then we'll meet again to review the analysis and the financial plan. Sometimes it's two, three meetings, but ultimately at the end, if Mr. Jones feels like we're providing value and Mrs. Jones is comfortable with the relationship, you know, with talent wealth management, then a lot of times it does make sense to work together. And again, yes, it has to do with returns and yes, it has to do with fees and, and returns net of fees. And yes, it has to do with the amount of risk. But if we can provide value and it makes sense to work together, then it's very, very gratifying to me to be able to help in that situation. Because not only many times are we helping people get higher average rates of return net of fees with less risk, but we're also giving certainly Mr. Jones, but also Mrs. Jones, peace of mind that, you know what, I've checked that box off, right? right. I've solved the problem. And that problem is if something happens to me, I want to know who's going to take care of this. And I want my wife to know who to call, mm -hmm. right? And in this example, well, they're going to call Mike and right. then we'll take care of it. But it's an existing relationship that works. So like I said, we've had that conversation hundreds of times. We will continue to have that conversation probably every week. But um, that's a very real scenario, Kristen, and regular people have that concern every single day. So for you listening, no matter how much you've saved over the years, you're probably wondering how you're doing compared to everybody else. Well, here's a little insight from the Fed's latest survey of consumer finances. The median household net worth in the United States is nearly $122,000, but it's nearly double that for people in their late 50s and early 60s. Mike, you've been doing this for a couple decades. Any secrets from the successful savers you've worked with over the years that line up with this? Well, a couple things, yeah. And so interestingly enough, um, and I think it's it's natural for people to wonder how they stack up against other people. So a lot of times when we're going through the financial planning process, individuals know that we work with a lot of people and we have a lot of clients and we're meeting new people every week and they are curious a lot of times. Well, hey, listen, um, you know, I don't talk to my neighbor about how much they set aside for That's retirement. That's inappropriate. I it's an appropriate <laughs> conversation. But I guess they figure, you know, when they're talking to a financial advisor, well, this guy should know, which of course we do. You know, we mm -hmm. know kind of on average what most people have. And they want to know, well, hey, listen, how do I stack up? And I think the question is really, you know, did I do a good job or mm -hmm. do you think I did a good job? And I'd say most people that we talked to did a very, very good job. But the amount of money they've set aside for retirement, whether or not that's the right amount for them or good for them, is, is just based on their lifestyle. You know, what are your expenses? The two are directly related to one another. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to spend a lot in retirement, if you have a lifestyle where you need $20,000 a month, just to maintain that lifestyle after taxes and inflation, then you need a portfolio that supports that. But if you're right. in a situation where you need $5,000 a month 
to cover your expenses adjusted for inflation and taxes, then, you know, the, the, your portfolio needs to support that. And I'm sure we can that do those the planning people, either way. Yeah. yeah. And those folks that have done really well and saved and invested all those years, they also probably didn't care about keeping up with the Joneses as much. Yeah, not so much. I think of a friend and a client of mine, Ed. I always enjoy talking to Ed. He finds a way to work the word prolific into <laughs> conversations. A lot, okay. Which I, which I just think is interesting, but he, he refers to himself as a prolific earner, right? <laughs> Whoa, go um, ahead. But he's a prolific earner because he's he's just a really active, high-energy guy, you know, and he's not. I mean, he's, he's retired already from one or two jobs, and he always then starts another or starts a company or something like that. But what I would say about Ed is he is a prolific earner, but he's also a prolific saver, hmm. right? So, he yeah, he does well, and he makes good money, and he, he likes to work, so he does it. But he's not extravagant at right. all. You know, what he really he enjoys earning the money, but he doesn't necessarily go out and spend it. So um, we meet people like Ed all the time that are, you know, maybe they're prolific earners, maybe they're not prolific earners. But we meet a lot of prolific savers. Mm-hmm. And the way they got to where they are, which is the ability to retire or the ability to stay retired, is they live, I always think of this, you know, they live within their means, mm-hmm. right? And how often do we see young people today that, don't appear to be doing that, and I would guess aren't doing that. Oh, yes. You know, the amount of money that they're saving oh my or setting aside for the future is, is almost nothing. Yeah. It's non-existent. That's problematic. So, And it's problematic in the long term. So I think when we are looking at financial planning a lot of times um, for individuals, certainly we're, we're working to help people not only have the income that they need throughout retirement to maintain their standard of living, we have to make sure they're not going to run out of money. But at the same time, a lot of people have concerns about their family, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that maybe they aren't saving. So I think preservation of principle um, is important to a lot of people when it comes to retirement and, and financial planning. This is where, you know, it drives me nuts every time somebody is, is trying to sell an annuity to someone. Mm-hmm. Not that annuities are terrible, but it's not a good way to preserve principal. It's mm-hmm. a good way to distribute your own money back to yourself over your lifetime. And that's what annuity, it's an annual payment. That's where the word annuity comes from. And I don't think everybody, you know, un- understands that when they're getting into the annuities. Um, so we well, have to be they're careful when it comes to investments. Yeah. With the words like guarantees. And, and, and mm-hmm. I know that that's not something in your office that you walk around talking about a lot because every, every situation is so different and you have to make sure that that's something that someone really needs. It's not typically the way you go, but there's so much language out there, so much advertising that makes people think that, oh, well, that's what you do, and then I'll be okay. It's like a magic bullet, but it's completely not. It really isn't. I mean, you have to take a look at all of your investment options and compare all of the options so that you can make the best decision for yourself. It's really our job to help people make informed decisions. Yes, we're investment advisors, and yes, we call the shots, you know, for our clients that hire us to do so on their portfolios, you know, whether we should be in a particular stock or an ETF or out of it at a particular mm-hmm. time. But yeah, I mean, more, I guess annuities are on my mind because I keep seeing commercials about them. Right. And I think, well, that's interesting. Now there's commercials on TV all the time. I'd say just be careful. I mean, nine times out of 10, if somebody is pitching an annuity to you on the front end of that, it probably sounds too good to be true. Right. And what did they um, tell us about that when we were kids? Exactly. So trust your instincts. I mean, if it sounds too good to be true, probably you is. Know, it, it probably is. So, again, there are, are lots of investments out there. What I like and you know gravitate towards when we're talking to individuals and helping them invest their life savings in a manner that's going to provide income to them for the rest of their lives is I like flexibility. I like liquidity. I like investment options that can be actively managed. You know, if you're talking to somebody who's, let's say, 
60 years old and you're planning out the next 35 years of their life, right? You're going to take it all the way to 95 because hopefully they're going to live that long. I just don't understand the advisors that say, hey, listen, I think you should make a decision at 60 that's going to affect the next 35 years of your life. A lot's going to change over that Mm -hmm. period of time. We talk about this from time to time on the program, Kristen, and it's because we have a real concern about people that are pushing annuities on individuals and they're putting in this, you know, they sort of wrap it up and put a bow tie on top and this nice neat package and say, hey, listen, if you just do this, you don't have to worry about anything moving it's forward. It's really and, not that, a big deal. You're, all your problems you know, are solved. It's not a big deal. Just do it. Don't worry. But that couldn't be farther from the truth. Right. All right. I mean, and I think if you're going to be a fiduciary and if you're going to do what's best for your clients, you're going to take the time to explain all of the investment options to them and help them make informed decisions. Now, explaining an annuity as an alternative is fine. But make sure people understand the advantages and the disadvantages. And it's part of an overall portfolio. So no matter what you're investing in, just be careful. Just make sure you have an understanding of how it works. Make sure you have an understanding of what's likely to happen moving forward. And find somebody who's willing to take the time to explain to you you know, exactly how it works, you know, because you might not understand it, you know, on the first explanation, right. you know, who's going to be there for you to explain it. But if you can find somebody to explain it to you and be honest with you, chances are going to be a lot more successful in retirement. This is Guarding Your Nest Egg with Mike Lester. Catch up and interact with the show anytime at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike Lester is a registered representative of and offers securities through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors. Talent Wealth Management and Retirement Wealth Advisors are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Mike Lester is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Incorporated, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Talon Wealth Management, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer to only fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors. Florida license number D056341. California license number 0N00828.